Well, hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Can you hear the smile on my face? Can you hear it? Uh, My cheeks are hurting again, and that's a good day when my cheeks are hurting. Y'all, today we get to hang out with Lisa Bevere. How fun is this? And not just hang out with her, we go right after it. She jumps right in, talks about the body, her body story, her history. Oh man, how God just showed up and spoke to her, her salvation story. You guys are gonna love it. If you've heard Lisa's story in other places or you've known her voice in other places, I encourage you to still listen today because she is speaking right through the lens of Revelation Wellness, like seeing it through the lens of Revelation Wellness. And I just know those of you who hang around and listen, you're going to be ministered to. Lisa just wrote a book, finished her, her, I don't even know how many books, there's been so many at this point, but it is called Strong, it's Devotions to Live a Powerful and Passionate Life, 90 day devotional where she hits on 10 different topics of being strong, places that we as women can grow strong and that weak, is not meek. It's really taking back what God said is ours. And she does it in such such a gospel freeing way. Not where we become women who are boisterous and bullying our way and pushing men out of the way, but how do we take our place in the kingdom? Encourage you to look into that devotional and enjoy today's podcast. Before you go, the 5K. Don't forget, it's available. There's no time limit. You can buy it anytime you want. We're just gonna keep talking about it because it's summer. And perhaps you've got the time and if anything, the weather to head outdoors and move towards that goal of a couch to 5K. But this is not just about completing a goal the old way. This is an old thing we do with a new mindset to see you living free in body, soul, and spirit and completing the race that God has set before you and that is your life. Let us be a catalyst for that. So swipe up on the show notes, find out more about the the Couch to 5K, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you, donors. Thank you. Thank you for making this podcast possible, how you support us in all the ways so that we can continue to reach the world with fitness and wellness as our tool to spread the gospel. Love you guys. Have a great day. Peace. All right, everyone, a great treat this afternoon. Um, seriously, I, we, we requested to see, can we get Lisa on the show? And as God would have it, the, the clouds parted and he made a way. <laughs> so Lisa Bevere, thank you so much for being here. Um, you might not even know, this, this is a little interesting ministry community that God has going on called Revelation Wellness, um, where it's just all the things, the body, when it comes to the body, uh, that we just go, let's let's glorify him. Let's find ways to glorify him. Uh, in your message with your new book, this new devotion, which by the way, I'm going to be honest, before we went live, I'm like, how many books has Lisa Brevere written? <laughs> and I couldn't get a full count. There were so many that I kind of stopped. Like, do you count the workbooks? Do you count the curriculum? Like, girl, you have been writing like since the dawn of time. It seems. <laughs> it's just because I turn 60 next year. I'm trying to mark pathways for the next generation. I'll get in your wake because I'm, I'm writing as well. But man, I'm like, how have you found the time 
to where where did where did writing begin for you? Like when did you feel that call to like I'm going to sit down and write? Because I know it's been a long journey. You have kids; they were young, kind of trying to figure out that time yeah. and passion for. What did that look like at that time of your life? So it kind of came as a surprise for me. My husband was the one that we worked on the very first book, and. As most wives are, I was anointed to edit my husband. I thought, oh, no, 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 don't say it like that. You need to say it like this. And so my husband said, here, here's my manuscript. You just edit it however you want to edit it. And so I worked on his first, let me see, three books. And uh, the publisher, I would go to the meetings with him, and the publisher said, hey, Lisa, why don't you write a book? And I said, okay, wait a minute. Criticizing, critiquing, and reshaping what my husband said is a completely different manner than digging up my own clay in the backyard and forming it. So they said, no, 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 we think you could do it. So I said, all right, give me six months. If I don't turn in a manuscript, I will never turn in one. So just give me six months. And if I have something to say, I'll, I'll, I'll capture it. And that was my book called Out of Control and Loving It. I was 34 at the time. Okay. And, um, breastfeeding my fourth son. I remember I cropped him up with pillows, typed over the top of him, and just thought, you know, what is the book I want to read? You know, uh, Alicia, yeah. I don't know how long you've been a Christian. And are you Dr. Alicia or just Alicia? Nope. I'm just Elisa. Just a Jesus loving girl who sweats when she works out. Yeah. Elisa. Okay. So what happened was I thought perhaps, um, people needed to hear some real life stuff. It back then everybody was like, I scrapbook, I sip tea. I wear my right colors. <laughs> I wrap myself in saran wrap and answer the door naked with my husband. And I'm like, no, I am none of these women. I am not these women. I am yeah. trying to kill my husband. I am <laughs> Sicilian. I am, my idle word account is out of control. I am passionate. I am fierce there's got to be help. So basically I wrote the book I needed to read. And a lot of it was from my journals. I would keep yeah. prayer journals. I yeah. the faithfulness of God in my life. I cried out for freedom and, um, yeah. so I wrote out of control and loving it, which was all about facing your fears. So you could become fearless. And then, yeah. uh, I wrote one called true measure of a woman because I realized right away that you are not what you do, you're not who you know, you're not who you're married to, you're not what you weigh, you're not what you look like, and that you are not what you weigh chapter resonated with so many women many. eating disorders. So then the publisher yep. said, take that, make that a book. So then I made that yeah, a book yep. where I shared my story of my journey in college with an eating disorder. And then uh, I wrote a book on anger. I wrote another book on uh, sexual brokenness and took, you know, took some pauses in between. It doesn't look like it, but I've been in the ministry for 30 years. So 30 years and you're 60. So you started at 30 is what almost, you're almost yeah. 60. Yeah. Yeah. I turned 60 June 6th. So it's, oh, coming, up, it's coming up quick, coming up strong. How okay. How are you feeling about turning 60? I mean, I'm excited. So, so here's where my mindset is. Okay. I spent my first 30 years of my life 
figuring things out. You know, okay, that doesn't work. This does work. Uh, building, then 30 to 60, uh, establishing, you know, the mm. so pioneer, establishing, growing something. Now I'm going to spend 60 to whenever God gives me yeah. in parting. Marketing. In what? Say it again. I'm going to spend 60 to whenever God gives me in parting. So I want to impart. I want to take what I learned the hard way and make it easier for the next generation. I want to, I want to come alongside of them. I actually have a book uh, coming out in August called Godmothers. Uh, Yes. I've heard you mention that and I'm I'm so excited. So I thought, okay, so what can I come along and bless? What can I help? So yeah. So strong, um, was a book that the publisher wanted me to write. And I remember thinking, why? And they said, I'm sorry, my dog is trying to eat my cord here. Um, (laughs) There we go. Um, I said, why would I write that? And they said, girls with swords, lioness arise, like a girl. I was like, okay. So yeah, I had no idea that this devotional was going to launch during a coronavirus. Seriously. Yeah. So at a time when for women that need to hear this, the the subtitle is to um, devotions to live a powerful and passionate life. And it would seem to me, Lisa, that that just comes pretty naturally to you. Like you are a woman who's like you said, maybe at a time like I don't do the quilting. I don't do the, the scrapbooking. Back then, I would think it's 30 years, 30 years ago. What oh, was yeah. that? 19, what, 90? Is that where we are? Yeah, 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, were you ever, did you have a hard time feeling like you were too much? That the, there was not a seat I for you? I don't feel Christian? like I'm too much, but yes, yes. It still, it still is, is uh, people are still trying to contain me, not my husband. But no, it very much felt like that. And I still remember um, you know, just, just looking at it and realizing that I had to be authentic to who I was. Amen. And, um, you know, I wasn't the Laura Ashley dress. I was the black leather pants. I was, yeah, you are. I was a completely different look. I was the mother of four boys. Uh, I, Mm. you know, I, I, I wrote, I have a motorcycle license, you know? So, I mean, I, I totally, different package you know my last motorcycle yeah. was a ninja before that was a triumph so, you know so I did not fit into this mold but I also found out that that's how God made me God made me yeah. God made you to uniquely carry something that mm. nobody else could carry and mm. so I felt very conflicted when I mm. would dress one way and think another or um, mm. see things that I felt like shrunk people. I found that I, when I first became a Christian, it was very interesting. I went to University of Arizona. I studied international economics. I got saved between my junior and my senior year in college, found out right away that I was an idiot, that I had been building my life with all the wrong things, mm-hmm. that what I was looking for, I was never going to find in uh being thin enough. I wanted to be, you know, I, now I've shrunk, but I was five foot seven in college and I wanted and to be 103. Now that's, way, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. 
Marcy, that hurts and, just to think about it. It does. And um, I've always had a square jaw. So when I would look in the mirror, I saw a fat face. And it just, you know, I kept oh. shrinking, 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 shrinking. And no matter what, saw the fat face. So mm. I remember God speaking mm. to me right before I got married to John. I've been married 38 years this year. Right before. Oh, thank, look at this. Look at this. My husband just brought me. Oh, we got a cameo with a, a, a that is quite the size mug there, Mr. Bevere. Quite the size. Well, Jasmine, done. You can, Jasmine it's, green tea. It's Jasmine Don't green be worried. and white tea. And okay. I'm sorry, I just interrupted interrupted your thank podcast. You. Thank you. Thank you. That's all right. People are happy to hear you. So, um, I just remember God saying to me, uh, "A diet will change the way you look, but a fast will change the way you see." And He said, Come on. "Go on a fast." You need to put away the magazines that are always telling you that you'll never be beautiful enough. You'll never be thin enough. Your breasts will never be big enough. Your waist will never be small enough. Your legs will never be long enough. Your hair will never be blonde enough. And Great. you should put all this away. And he said, it is an image. It is an idol. And he took me to something in Isaiah where it said the fastener, the fastener, fashioners, sorry, can't talk, fashioners of images that their, their idols they make are vain. And I thought, wait a minute, there's a mm. fashion image that mm. all of us are being told to bow down to. Now I'm mm. not saying, you know, I'm not anti-fashion, but right. I dress in the way God fashioned me. Come on. I'm, I'm not going to just change colors because everybody else is changing colors. If it looks terrible on me, I'm going to say, who am I? Who am mm. I? And, and so anyway, I remember I said, all right. And he said, no more dieting, no more crazy exercising because I was crazy. I wasn't yeah. I was nurturing my body. Right. I was punishing, punishing it. it. I was mm. punishing it. And, and he said, uh, I'm going to teach you to eat until you're satisfied. I'm going to teach you to eat, to nurture yourself. And he said, I don't want you skinny and weak. I need you strong and free. And so he's the one who told me when I was 22 years of age, he said, I'm the one that made you not shape, not glamour, not vogue. Mm. I'm on. the one who formed you in your mother's womb. And he said, mm. I'm going to tell you what you should weigh. And, and I thought, wait a minute, God cares about that? God, yeah. somehow I oh. thought Christianity said, oh, that's all bad. That's all carnal. Hate yourself. Hate the way, you know, deny that, kill it. And God was like, right. Lisa, I wove you in wonder. I Come love on. you. I want you, to, I want you to actually be who you actually were created to be. And mm -hmm. so I remember I took out a piece of paper and I wrote that number on a little piece of scrap paper and I stuck it in my Bible. And I said, God, I believe that you will perfect those things that concern me. When um, you say you wrote the number, what, what is that? Like he way, told you a number. He, he gave me a number. He said, no more weighing yourself. He said, write this number down. And so for the next four weeks, I walked and I worshiped and Come on. I, Ate until I was satisfied. I prayed on ate. I said, God, I'm thanking you for this food. This food is not my source. You're my source. God, this food is a gift. I have this strawberry, this beautiful, you know, sal all of these things, each of these things. I began to thank him 
yeah. and say, no, I'm not going to take thoughts saying, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm just going to receive and I'm going to eat until I'm satisfied, not until I'm in pain. I'm not going to starve myself. And I just remember God, and I would get scared. I think, I don't know if I'm losing weight or not. I don't know. See, I'd outgrown my wedding gown. I couldn't get into my wedding gown. And God was like, give this to me. So anyway, yeah. I did that for, I can't remember, it was four weeks. And on the day of my wedding, he said, get down the scales, because I'd hid them in the attic. Get down the scales. I stood on the scales, and I weighed that exact number. It was <laughs> I, okay. I, okay. I've never owned scales. Is that crazy? Oh, you are blowing. Okay. You got to, you have just like, you are, right now. I know Facebook's lighting up with, tell me more. Tell me. Cause this is what we tell people. Like you don't need a program. We all, everything we write or create, we're like, please let it lead you to the heart of God. Yeah. Let it lead to his voice who speaks and his voice you will recognize. Yeah. But to get to that point, because I can't tell no trainer on earth with the best intentions, no magazine, no program can tell you exactly how you are to live and be and have your being. So it's like hearing the voice of God. So how and when, let's go back, Lisa. Yeah. I, I know that you were like, you received this Holy Spirit, right? Like, cause you're, yeah. you're talking like you hear from God. Yeah. Don't you find it interesting yeah. that a lot of women say, I, how come you know? How you heard you had a conversation with God? Explain that. How come I don't have a conversation with God? Well, actually, I think that they are and they don't know it. So, okay. for example, um, there's a practice to hear God. There's a practice. So, okay. when I um, first got saved, uh, so I got born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and healed on my very first date with my husband. So I had never heard the gospel. Uh, John invited me to a Bible study picnic. What I heard was free food. That's what I heard. Uh, he was intrigued by me because I had shown up at breakfast in a bikini top and Daisy Dukes that I had slipped up to the waistband so that everybody knew I didn't have underwear. Why? I don't, I don't know <laughs> that's what you do when you're a heathen. You're like, I need That's what you do pre-Jesus. That's I, right. I need people to know I'm commando. I don't know why I thought that was important. <laughs> so John hadn't dated anybody for a year and a half. And he said, God, just bring me my wife. He thought he was going to get a sweet pastor's daughter oh, or a missionary's daughter. And in I come at breakfast in a bikini. He looks at me. He turns <laughs> away. He says, I bind lust in the name of Jesus. He also said, I'd really like my wife to have legs like that. I don't know if I heard that. So I never heard the gospel. He invites me to this picnic. The girls were awful to me. They were absolutely awful. They were coming up to the Christian girls, were coming up and saying things like, we're praying for you. And I thought, they sound angry. I don't know yeah. what they're praying for me. I don't know what they're praying. Why are these people praying wow. for me? So wow. afterwards, they were all in a circle. They were singing. It was awkward. They were singing things like, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I'm an angry heathen. I'm like, shut up, people. Some people <laughs> raising their hands. I'm like, how could you have a question? How could you possibly have a question? <laughs> So I looked down at the song sheet to avoid the uncomfortableness of looking at these people. 
and I read the next, uh, the, the verse, the next song that they're going to sing. It was a song called Robes of Righteousness. And it said that when God looked at me, he would no longer see me. He would see Jesus. And mm. immediately the Holy Spirit pounced on that. And mm. I heard, mm. I heard, you need a covering. You need a covering. You have mm. stripped yourself and you are naked and covered mm. in shame. You need mm. a covering. And so that night we went walking on the campus and I interrupted John. I said, I, I want to do this thing. What do I need to do? Like, I don't mm. know what to do to become a Christian. And he prayed with me and he said, now you're saved. And I said, what does that even mean? Yeah. It means you're whole again. Spirit, yeah. Soul and body. He yeah. said that to me and That's he had awesome. no idea. He's talking to a 21 year old girl whose body is racked with an eating disorder yeah. and, and who had been hospitalized because I couldn't even go to the bathroom without laxatives Jesus, and right. lactose intolerant. So I didn't mm. tell him about the one, but I did say, so wait, so what you're saying to me now is that I'm a Christian, I can have cheese? And he said, <laughs> what? I said, you just said, I can have cheese. I, I'm, I'm whole. Yeah. My body's full. So John, that includes cheese in my world. <laughs> Don had a moment, moment of panic, grabbed my hands and had me, he just said, pray after me. So he said, say, thank you, Jesus. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And he said, for healing me. And I said, for healing me. And he said, say the thing. I said, lactose intolerance. And I felt this warmth come into my body and untie the knots that had been in my stomach since I was 15. It was, Jeez. it was like love entered my body and, and said, baby girl, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just adjust some things. And I knew, yeah. I knew I was healed. And, yeah. you know, Italian girls, we need cheese. So yes, I have been healed since I was 21, came home, told my brother about it, prayed for him. He got healed. Uh, yeah. So the next day I was making my bed and I heard the Holy Spirit say, the man you were with last night is your husband. I've called you to be the wife of a minister. And I didn't even know what that was. I was... <laughs> So we went, so I went to church with him for the first time and I saw someone playing the organ and I thought, wait a minute, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I don't, I don't do organ. And so I said, wait, <laughs> do these wives have to play organs. And he was like, no, I was like, okay. And, and we got married a year and a half later and we sat down in a Chinese restaurant the first couple of years of our marriage, we'd split an order of it's supposed to be mushy pork but we made it mushy chicken and we would <laughs> dream we would dream we mm. would say we want to do mm. life and marriage different we mm. want to do family different mm -hmm. and yes I don't know uh I don't know whether I heard the voice of God so quickly right away because I hadn't heard religion but mm. I that there is something about pressing into God. Because I believe that God wants to speak to you and I more than we want to hear from him. I believe that mm -hmm. God speaks every single day when we yeah. look at the sunrise. He says, mm -hmm. oh, look at that. My mercies are new every morning. 
Yesterday is gone. We see his glory on display in the sunset, mm-hmm. in the stars, mm-hmm. in a child's mm-hmm. laughter. And, and right now, thank God, we're, we have spring. I've got, I've got some green showing in my yard. I've, I, I was sitting here at my desk earlier today. I was talking to one of my team members and I said, oh, is, is, that, is that you or is that me? Do I have birds outside? I could hear singing. <laughs> all of creation, yeah. the book of Romans tells us, all of creation declares the glory of God. All of creation declares that God exists, all of it. Also, Mm. I believe that God speaks to us by the Holy Spirit, by the witness of the Holy Spirit. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just talk about a New Testament scripture, because I I get it. There's some people, they've heard the day the Bible got printed, it Mm -hmm. slipped God's mouth shut. I don't believe mm. that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. But but I understand mm. there's people that I love and they love Jesus and they do believe that. But what do we do when the word mm. of God says, if you bring your offering to the altar? Now, you and I may not have an altar where we go to anymore, especially in the, in the days of quarantine. But yeah. what they're talking about is when I bring, I bring myself before God. When I bring myself before God, when I offer my life as a living sacrifice, and mm-hmm. I remember, wait a minute, mm. I think there's mm. something that has odd against me. What does the Bible say? Mm. You leave your offering, you go to them. Now, right yeah. now, that might mean I make a phone call. It might mean yeah. I send a text message. It might mean yeah. I get in my car and yell through my window. I don't know what it looks like in a quarantine time, but what does that mean? That's God talking. See, that's God yeah. saying, I love you so much, Lisa. I love the children. There's a breach between you and another one of your sisters or brothers. And I, I need you to go to your husband and make it right. I need that's right. you because, because see, I want, I want that to have the weight that it deserves in your life yeah. and then come back, come back, make yeah. it right and then come back. And yeah. so God is talking to us. I, I do remember having a moment and saying, I want to know your voice. I don't, I don't mm. want to, I don't want to just hear from other people that you talk to mm. them. I want to know your voice. And mm. at that time I had gotten busy. You know, I, it was very easy when I first was saved to hear the voice of God. And then it felt mm-hmm. like he kind of, it, it, it kind of pulled away or maybe it was just, I got busy. I got busy. Yeah. I, had a baby. Yeah. I was working as a television producer. I had a lot of worries, had a lot of cares. We were in a season of transition. And I remember taking my journal and saying, God, I want to, I want to know your voice. You, you said in your word, my sheep mm. know my voice. Yeah. You said I would mm. not hear the voice of a stranger. You said I would be able to hear mm. it. And I don't know if you have children, but I have, I have four boys. And when I had my boys, even when I didn't understand, maybe they couldn't form words, but I could understand the cry. I would say that's a hungry cry or that's a fussy cry or that's a frightened cry or that's I got Mm. hurt cry. So Mm. I would understand the the heart of my son, even if I, or or if another baby cried, I would know that that's not mine. 
But when my baby mm. cried, I, I would go running towards the nursery. God wants to distinguish his voice in our lives. He, he mm -hmm. never meant for us to have to live outside of his voice. And anything yeah. that is important to us is important to him. Anything Amen. that compromises, and I love that it's about revelation wellness. See, we, it's not revelation perfectness. It's yeah. revelation wellness. We will mm -hmm. never do life perfect, but mm -hmm. we can do it well. And yeah. what I mean is we go from a place of unhealthy to a place of healthy to a place of greater health as we have a revelation of who God is and who we are in relationship to him. There's a Amen. revelation that brings yeah. wellness, that brings wellness. Yeah. And that, and that is it. There is no, you know, physical, like I could approach it from my earthly angle, but we can never know unless this, the voice of God, heaven to earth, that there's a, as is in heaven, let it be so on earth. I don't know. Who am I God in heaven? In terms of the design, you see me complete and whole perfect me here to the point that I am still going to need, you know, full perfection when I see you face to face, but I can walk in wellness. I can be whole. And I think that's one of the greatest lies, Lisa, that people, especially in, in our community, you know, they're, they're fighting against is that they can trust and hear the voice of God and that they're not too much and they're not too little, right? Because there's always an accuser telling you, you need to sit down and shut up. You're too big. You're too small, whatever that always and never enough. Uh, that if they were to cue and hear the voice of God, it's such a simple, well, not simple. The gospel is, uh, I guess it is simple, but it's not always easy, right? There's this exactly. sacrifice, the yeah. sacrifice. And, and the, the book that you did, the strong, the devotions for yeah. strong, you hit like 10 topics, right? What, yes. are, what are they? Do you know offhand? Yes, I can read them. I, I should have them all memorized, but I should have them too. How am I doing as an interview? Oh, How am I doing? Really awesome. I think we just got excited right away. So the first one is strong in God, strong in, in God. And, yeah. and the, the very first premise that every daughter needs to mm -hmm. hear is what you've brought up a couple times. And that is strong. is not wrong. Strong is That's not wrong. And God is strong and he wants you strong. So if you're a daughter out there and you're thinking, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's, I don't, you know, but strong is not harsh. Strong is not wrong. It's not mean. It's not vindictive. It's mm. not cruel. Now we, we have shows that look like that. If you're strong, you're shooting people, killing them. That's not, we're not talking about strong to injure or hurt. Yeah. Or manipulate or bully. Yeah. We're talking about strong in a counterculture way. You know, I, I always love to tell this. It's kind of funny. You know, I, I believed in a minimum of a 50 pound weight gain for a good baby. So all four of my boys, I just got massive. And I, I, you saw my husband, he's cute, but he's small. So when <laughs> I was pregnant, I was outweighing him. And I remember one day for some reason, I thought it would be funny to sit on him. And he was on the floor. I had straddled him. 
And he could not, well, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to hurt his pregnant wife, but he couldn't okay. get up. And I thought, oh, look at me. I'm just, I'm holding him down. I'm so strong. No, I was heavy, but I wasn't strong. Because yeah. the truth is, I couldn't lift him. And it takes more strength to lift somebody than it does mm. to hold them down. So we have a lot yeah. of women who have been heavy handed with their strength. They have used their strength to hold people down. We have church leaders that has been heavy handed with their strength. They have held women down because it's easier to tell women to be quiet than it oh. is to empower them to have a voice. It oh. is easier to tell women they can't teach, they can't preach, they can't have any mm. authority because it's mm. harder to include them because women process things differently than yeah. men. Mm. But the woman's right. strength is necessary. It was God yeah. who said it was not good for man to be alone. Be alone. God who said the woman will take what is in the man and make it better. She will multiply what is on his life. So the very first chapter I talked about strong is not wrong. And that God, is strong, quoting Ephesians 6, and that he's given us all this armament so we can be strong, but not strong in ourselves. Strong right. in God. Strong in spirit. That's what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about strong in spirit, you know, so I have a soul, but it is my spirit that sometimes needs to speak in days like this. So it's my mm. spirit that will rise up and say, Hey, soul, why are you downcast? Why That's are you right. in me? Put your faith in God, put your hope in God, then strong in purity, strong in Purity. And I know that word's got such a negative connotation. So take it back, girl. Take I'll, it back. I'll push this to the side and say strong in virtue. Because mm. I know that purity has been distorted to something that is the woman's responsibility. And a lot of us had our virtue stolen. But God mm. is the one who says virtue is your force for good. I don't mm. care what has been done to you. I don't care what you have done. Tomorrow is another day and you have the right to say no in your future. Yeah. And if you said yes in your past, you have yeah. the right to leave behind a life in the shadow and shame. And God, this is the beautiful thing about God. God never uses shame to educate us. Yeah. God sings over us something that will wash away the guilt, wash away the darkness. And I love Zephaniah 3.17. It says, the Lord your God is mighty to save. He will rejoice over you with singing. He will quiet you with his love. So God is singing a song over this generation to put back to sleep what was awakened in the wrong manner, mm -hmm. in the wrong time, in the right. And you can be married and have something uh, that is... Uh, dark and shadowed inside of you because of maybe uh, something in your past or maybe pornography or maybe your husband isn't understanding there's a difference between lust and love and a difference between an intimate legacy and feeling like you are for somebody's gratification I don't I don't know what that history is but God wants to come in and bring healing then strong in truth because mm. it, if we know the truth the areas where I know the truth and 
live the truth. That is the areas of freedom of mind. And then strong in relationship, strong in relationship. We all are finding out where we're strong and where we have some not so strong places in our relationships in quarantine. Really glad mm-hmm. my husband and I did all of our fighting a decade ago because we had a great time in quarantine. Strong in <laughs> battle, strong in battle, strong in grace, strong in grace, yeah. strong in self-control. Hello. That is Hello. spirit. That is a fruit of the spirit. Strong in freedom and strong in holiness. So that is my areas. Uh, those are amazing. Like who doesn't need that right now? Those and by PS, it's a beautiful book. It's a very coffee table worthy. I they did so, they look at I mean, I've never had a book this pretty. It's so pretty. It's, it's really pretty. pretty. Yeah. I mean, that's what I say. I'd love that uh, to have it on the nightstand of any any woman. That's just, and then you talk about um, embracing a woman's nature and that strength is our DNA. Can I ask you, Lisa, what were you as a pre-Jesus girl, pre, go, go way back, um, were, what did strength look like then? Strength looked like controlling people. Strength looked like nobody being able to hurt me. Strength looked like isolation and independence. That's what strength looked like. And, um, you know, I, I look back and it would have been so lonely. Um, I tried to control everything because my Mm -hmm. life had been so out of control. That's why I had an eating disorder. Um, I lost an eye to cancer when I was five. My parents were divorced, remarried, divorced again. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom had um, BPD. So I never knew who I was coming home to. So I thought I will self-protect, 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 self-protect. And somewhere along the line, I shut down inside and I began to have a protected, uh, protected self and a projected self. There was this going on. There was the party girl who acted like she had no problems. And then there was the wounded girl who was called one eye, the the girl that felt ugly, the girl that felt rejected, the girl that was afraid of trying anything because she expected to fail at everything. And then I met Jesus. And when I met Jesus, I didn't have anything to bring him. I was so fragmented. I was so broken. I had compromised every good thing in my life. I had uh, mishandled every relationship that I'd ever had. I was driving home from the University of Arizona to uh, Indiana where I grew up and I was singing at the top of my lungs, uh, an ACDC song, I'm on the highway to hell and I had a revelation that I was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> That's just where I'm going. And I and I thought, I I don't know if it's gonna really be a party. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna work out. I don't know if it's a good place, but I didn't know how to get somewhere else. And um yeah, and when I when I heard the gospel, I just grabbed a hold of it with with both hands. Yeah, you because I heard, thankfully, about the love of God. I heard first and foremost about the love. I, I feel like that woman taken in adultery where, uh, the last person that could have thrown the stone has left Mm. and she has stayed. 
Mm. Now that right there, think about that. She Mom. stays. She stays mm. until mm. Jesus talks to her. And I feel like we need to be women brave enough to stand obviously guilty yeah. in front of Jesus. Yeah. And so he talks to us. And yeah. he didn't just say, I don't condemn you. He said, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he said both of those things was Jesus is this amazing person who says mm. your present condition is not your permanent one. And mm. he's saying, okay. you're, you're going to leave shadow and shame. Because okay. the very next verse, he says, I am the light of the world. He who walks in me no longer walks in darkness, but they have the light mm. of life. So mm. revelation wellness isn't about people that have done everything well. Being Amen. strong isn't about doing everything perfect. It's about understanding that obstacles actually prepare you. It's about understanding that struggle is strengthening. It is about understanding yeah. that one of the most powerful things I can do, which is why, why I wrote this, was I want to redeem my failures so that somebody else can walk in more. And that is one of the most fulfilling things ever. And, you know, like I looked at my boys and, you know, there were, there were moments I wish that I'd made different choices. I I still remember uh, like it was yesterday coming down to breakfast with my four boys. I'm not a morning person and just kind of fumbling with the coffee. And one of my sons saying something like, mom, were you a virgin when you married dad? And I'm like, (laughs) kind of, question is that first thing in the I mean all, all four of the boys you know and and all different ages so the one that asked me was 13 then I've got an 11 year old then I've got like an eight year old and then I've got like a five year old and they're all looking at me and one's like what's a virgin am I a virgin I want to be a virgin I'm like oh Oh my goodness, what just happened here? And I remember thinking, I could say, uh, that was before I was a Christian, but that would Mm. be, no, I was not. Or Mm. I could say, that's none of your business. And Mm. that would also equate to, no, I was not. Mm. But I heard the Holy Spirit say, tell him the truth, not the details. Yeah. So I looked at him and I said, Addison, I was not, but I wow. want something more for you. Come on. And that Man. is where we need to go as a generation. Stop right. lying. That's stop right. hiding. Yes. But we also don't go to the realm of making excuses. Well, yes. I'm my parents were divorced twice. I only had one eye. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. No, excuses make us lame. I am not blaming my circumstances. I actually knew it was wrong, even though I wasn't a Christian. I knew knew that I was giving my soul away to somebody that did not love me or care for me because I wanted to control them because I didn't want to be left alone or left vulnerable. And so that was enough for my boys. They just were like, okay. And the next generation needs to hear, I want something more for you. 
Not yeah. you're going to go to hell if you have sex. Not don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's and right. Tell them the why. The why. Amen. And the ones yeah. that have made the decisions that I made or the ones that have been violated by people, we wash it away. We're like, Jesus, I don't condemn you. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Lisa, one more question before we go. How do you see, this is a big question, theologically, how do you see the physicality of our bodies in our walk with Jesus in, intersecting? How, what does that look like? How important is that? Well, first and foremost, it's super important. I mean, we are spirit, soul, and body. So I, I am so thankful that you actually are celebrating the body. I mean, yeah. presenting my body a living sacrifice, it says holy and acceptable. Another version says pleasing, holy yeah. and pleasing. God didn't yeah. look at me and say, man, you're, ah, you just, I don't like it, but let's, right. just, let's just work with it for 85, 90 years. But what he sees when he looks at me, and this is the thing I love, and it, it's in Corinthians, and I don't know exactly where the verse is, but I'll paraphrase it. What God looks at when he sees me is he says, oh, I see a seed. I see a mm. seed that is going to be planted one day. And Lisa, as beautiful as this seed is on yeah. the other side in eternity, that mm. seed's going to become a plant. So yeah. he said, that's the comparison of, of who we are now. Yeah. Uh, goes into the ground as a seed and it comes yeah. up. So God's like, don't mess with the seed. Don't curse yeah. the seed. Don't break yeah. the seed. Don't yeah. jam the seed. Protect the seed. Let's let's make the seed sacred. Not, mm. Let's plant it in hope. Let's not despise mm. the seed. Let's mm. celebrate it. And you know, I I didn't. I I have um, when I was writing Godmothers, I was thinking back to when I was in my 30s and when I was in my you know, mid thirties. And I saw this photo of me with my kids and just so awkward. <laughs> just, I mean, I, I also, you know, I remember we had just flown from Guam to Hawaii and one of my sons released the air mask. And, and, and so I, it was like, a, it was like a, a, it was a nightmare and nightmare flight. And people were, mm-hmm. it's back when people could smoke on the airplanes. So I couldn't sleep. And and I was tired and there was high humidity and I didn't know about flat irons and there was just all this stuff. And I looked at myself and I, I, I had this beautiful body and I thought it was not beautiful. I, I could have, I could have taken it at 35 and gone surfing. I could have taken it at 35 and built certain muscles. I could have taken it for walks more. I could have let yeah. it rest more, but I, I I thought that neglecting myself was spiritual. I thought oh. I sacrificed myself as a mother for the good of my children, but mm. neglecting yourself is not the same as denying yourself. Denying mm-hmm. yourself is not mm. about being a bad steward. Denying mm. yourself is when you say, 
God, you alone set my limits. You alone yeah. are the one. Yeah. And so God is the one who made my body to rest and have yeah. sex with yeah. my husband and yeah. eat healthy right. food and go for walks mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. do fun things. And sadly, I didn't learn that until I was in my early 40s. But I've been enjoying it for the last 20 years a lot. Good. So that's, that's right. Make up for that time. Plus, can I just say, it's also the way that you, Lisa Bevere, and the many other women and the women that aren't even seen, that they show up with this body you, you serve. It, it's the container. It's what's going on inside. It's going to move it towards a destiny that is either what God has designed or or not. And we want God's desires and design in our life. And our body is the vehicle. There's you know, even the fact that Jesus put on a body, like the fact that he, he, he bore our sufferings and felt what we feel. There's such power to it. I just think you do such a good job at empowering us as daughters to oh, rise up, to find a voice that isn't to bully or push the men out of the way. I just honor how you, as a godmother going before us, really is showing you can be a strong woman. Uh, and we can be women who know how to come to the side of a man and to be that helper, not saying either one, you know, is, is better than I, I we use in the ministry a lot that order of organization does not equal order of importance. It just yeah, means organization. It, it just means that's how things are meant to work. And um, you do that so well. I'm truly, truly honored to have you here before you go. Can I, I like to ask three off the cuff questions. They have to do with health and wellness because People sure. like these questions. Okay, ready? Your yeah. favorite way to move favorite way to move your body? Dancing. Dancing. Do you take like a dance class? Do you just so just like put on some music and go? You know, pretty much, um, pretty much I love to dance and worship. So I will do it alone by myself and uh in my hotel rooms and um yeah, and, and and if I had a second one, I would do in public, ride a bicycle. So, Lisa, have you have you done any? I'm going to send you all the Revelation Wellness stuff because that is what we we do is dance. Like, there's movement, like worship song. It's just all because I think that's in all of us. Whether you ride a bike or dance, whatever you do, it's an expression yeah. of, yeah. of devotion. Yeah. So My we have that. My boys say they remember me dancing through the house all the time. Whenever I'd feel a heaviness, I'd be like, put on worship music. Dance. Seriously. Yep. It's a way to shift an atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shift it. Just do it. Even if you don't feel like it, just, just bring it up and your soul will catch up, right? Your soul, your spirit will catch up to that body's display. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are your uh, favorite pair of yoga pants? What's, what's your go-to? Uh, I have a pair of. I don't do yoga, but these, I, I don't like who, tight pants. Who does yoga and wears yoga pants? We all I just wear yoga. I have a pair, they're called fly pants. Uh, they're from Lululemon. And, oh, and yeah. I love them. Okay, let me describe them. So they have this, I don't have them on, but they have a pocket right here. Yeah. Inside the pocket, there's another pocket. Yeah. Put my hotel keys in or my credit cards in. But they're, they're wider legs. And they're called fly pants, and I love them. I have I have two pairs long and one pair crop. It's pretty much what I always travel in my fly pants, and I normally live with them on, but they're dirty right now. 
<laughs> those are perfect. I know we have those go-to pants that you wear all the time. I need, I need tips on good flying attire. I pay attention. I'm like, well, what's Lisa wearing today flying? Because that is a, that's an art, like the, the travel. I can travel oh. for 12 days with the carry-on only. No way. But that's with you have it. You get to wash your clothes. I wash my underwear, but like I'll, I'll have it strategic where I'll have um, a pair of pants, two skirts. Like I have it like sorted out where I wear things. I have things and then I'll wash my underwear and my bra, but everything else, no. You can just cycle back through. That's brilliant. Hey, parents, That's your next book. That's your next book, Lisa. Them all together. <laughs> <laughs> Write the book, How to Travel Light. <laughs> Leave a small footprint. And then finally, um, coffee, tea, or kombucha. What's your go-to? Well, I do all three of those. But if yeah. you're talking about the one that I cannot miss, it's espresso. And I'll have anywhere between six and 12 shots of espresso every morning. <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> my, I want it. I, I love, I, and it doesn't even make me jittery. So my husband made me his special thing today. So okay. it was, let's see, it was, he takes a date and okay. he puts a date in the blender with nut pods. I think he did the uh, either vanilla or caramel flavored nut pods. So it's completely unsweet. Okay. Blends it with cinnamon. And then we mix it with espresso. It's amazing. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, so, is it a coffee or is this like a cold drink? There's a cold drink. No, it's a hot drink. So you could make it cold. But so what I do is I don't drink coffee. I drink espresso. Espresso has less caffeine than coffee and less yeah. acid. So yes. what I do, so like what if somebody said, oh, I want to try that. What I would tell them to do is take a date, mm -hmm. take uh, like three ounces of espresso, which is two shots, and take some cinnamon. And if you like cardamom or clove or any other warming spice, put that in. Then put a mm. teaspoon of coconut oil, put mm -hmm. it in the blender and blend it. And it is a dream. It will froth up. Wow. And it has like a foam on it. It's so yummy. It that just, sounds delightful. It is so you guys, yummy. You have some serious like coffee making skills. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> very impressed. Yeah. What? That or whipped cream. So <laughs> whipped cream. <laughs> awesome. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for being here. You guys, you can connect with Lisa. I and mean, where would they go to find out more about books and you and everything? So we've got something really fun on the book right now. So awesome. we've done something we've never done before. So they can go to Lisa Bevere, which is just like severe, but with B, Lisa Bevere mm -hmm. on Instagram. And we are doing the strong devotional for your gift of any amount. We just do awesome. want to see people not be able to get the book in these days, or they can go to Amazon. They can go to Barnes and Noble. They can go to Books a Million. They can go, what's the other one? A Barnes and Noble Books a Million. Hobby Lobby, like you, they can go to any of those and purchase it or they can purchase it from us. But why would you purchase it if you could do it as a gift? And uh, so we've got that, but the, the electronic and the audio, they can get on Amazon. And then we also have a free online course 
that already 19,500 women have signed up for called Strong. Mm -hmm. It's just a free online course. There's nine lessons. They're each about 12 minutes. Amazing. And uh, just to encourage women in this season. So Amazing. Instagram. I also am Lisa Bevere on Facebook. Uh, if it's if it doesn't have the blue check by it, then it is. Don't follow it. Don't follow it. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Lisa, thank you so much. I hope to have you again when you write another book, which will probably well, be like next week. I'll come back with you for Godmothers in August. I want that. I want that. I mean, I, I feel like I'm somewhere. I'm approaching 50. What does that make me? Where am I? You're, you're, in, the, you're in the prime zone. Uh, you, you have it going on. You're, mm -hmm. you're creating a finesse about it. You're comfortable mm -hmm. in your skin. You're, yes, doing it. you're doing it. That's mm -hmm. where you are right now. Yeah, and if you're almost 50, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to love your 50s. You're going to love them. They're going to be great. So I loved my 50s. I loved my 40s. I thought I'll never love a decade more than 40s. I loved my 50s. And I got four grandkids during my 50s. So that was also a big bonus for me. But um, I'm excited about my 60s. And um, I feel stronger at uh, 59 and 11 months than I did when I was 35. So uh, that's I, don't, I don't have to chase young kids. I just have a different, a different flow in my life. And so I, you'll just get more and more comfortable and you'll get to find out who your friends are. It'll be fun. <laughs> that sounds like good news. I'm up for it. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Thank sure. you for going before us all. We love you so much. Absolutely.